Welcome to another exciting episode of Seeing Reddit, where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. I almost stumbled because I couldn't remember if I said subject or topic, but <laughs> I knew that if I stumbled, Louisa would pounce on me like a leopard, and so <laughs> I chose to power through. I don't mind it, I'm just delighted by it. <laughs> like seeing someone almost fall off a bicycle. Oh, sure, yeah. I, Speaking of which, I almost I forgot finally... to introduce myself, so. <laughs> Speaking of which, I finally got my bicycle that I talked about last week. And I've been riding it everywhere. I've ridden it every day since I got it. Oh, good That's job. Awesome. I'm very excited about it's... it. Even though, like, everywhere around me is just highways, which isn't great. Yes. But, uh. Still, it's very nice. I I forgot how great it is to just be like, I'm just going to go somewhere on my bike and just experience outside. Yeah, this is uh, kind of like when I got movie pass and I went to the movies every day for a week. Yeah, it's, it's something, you know, <laughs> when I was a kid, like, a thing that I would do to, like, spend my afternoon was just go ride my bike. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's very weird because now, <laughs> like, it took the first day I went out, I was like, hmm, where should I go? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, I, but it's hard to get over that adult urge of, like, well, if I'm going to ride my bike, I need to be going somewhere. <laughs> I feel like when I was a kid, I would go out somewhere and then be like, oh, man, I have to get all the way home now. Like, that's <laughs> tough, but that's that's life. Yeah. But now if I go out somewhere, I'm like, oh, my God, I still have to get home. It's like the worst <laughs> thing in the whole world. I, yeah, I do that sometimes if I walk really far away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or, like, if you drive, like, two hours to go to a party and you're having fun, but the whole time yes. the specter of death is sitting behind <laughs> you because, you know, there's a two-hour drive. Like, everyone else is like, yeah, it's only one in the morning. The party's just getting started. And you're like, but don't forget we will all die someday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. I, oh, I don't know that's why. Where they call, that's why they call Louisa uh, Memento Mori. <laughs> Remember that was my wrestling name way back when yeah. we did the wrestling luchadors? Yeah, exactly. It's a callback. <laughs> it's a completely intentional and planned yeah, callback that good. I remembered completely. It's yep. very good. You're a real uh, montresor. <laughs> Walling me up with your bricks of memory, I guess. <laughs> oh, for the love of God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this podcast is only barely palatable to the hugest of nerds. <laughs> Yeah, we're just smart enough to know to make references to the cast of Amontillado, but not smart enough for them to be funny or correct. <laughs> That's the best kind of nerd to be, I think. You just skim the surface of the things. You don't get too into it. That's when you run into trouble. That's when you start getting into this, like, Star Wars shenanigans that people are into now. It's, like, insane to me that a group of people who are so big a fan of a series that is all about how you should eliminate hate from your heart to not be a bad person can be also so hateful of an actress who doesn't know anything about Star Wars. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. it's the, like, 
they're living the story from the movies <laughs> where <laughs> all the Jedis are like, don't be afraid of anything because if you're afraid of things, you'll be evil. And then they're afraid of everything and it makes them turn evil in real life. It, it yeah. would be like if Donald Trump came out and was like, actually, my favorite book is A Christmas Carol. And you'd be like, but but wait, you are the villain from that, always. Uh, so it's always like been. that, exactly like the real thing that happened when Paul Ryan said his favorite band is Rage <laughs> Against the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> that had to be uh, a joke, right? No, <laughs> that he's be- that stupid. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. What if- I feel like a lot of people are that stupid. Not that stupid. Like, that's really far out there. But not understanding the message of any of the music they listen to. Mm. Yeah. Because the few times I've floated out there, oh, yeah, I like this song, too, person who's just said they really like this song. I like the message about whatever the message is. And they're always like, oh, I never thought about it. <laughs> I just like Yeah, the that's true. But I think it's different. I mean, not getting it is one thing, but, like, being specifically called out by the thing is so crazy to me. (laughs) It's like like Steven Mnuchin (laughs) is the producer on every superhero movie, and it's like, you're you're a supervillain. You already are. Yeah, but he's the producer on every superhero movie when those superhero movies are like Man of Steel and Suicide Squad, and those (laughs) movies kind of are not very good examples of... Being but even a good then, things. Even then, they have the ham-fisted morality tale of a superhero movie that says specifically, "Hey, don't be specifically Steven Mnuchin. Be anyone but that guy." <laughs> uh, I wonder if I've muted his name on Twitter also, and that's why I don't know anything about what he's up to. He's been pretty quiet since his wife dressed like a James Bond villain at the Treasury, which is still another thing that, if it was a joke, would be a great joke. (laughs) If it was a joke, people would be like, this is not realistic. Oh, right. They held up the uncut money. Yeah. No, sorry, Louisa. I don't mean, like, if it was a joke in a movie. I mean, like, if his wife was secretly, like, the world's greatest troll Mm -hmm. and was, like... I'm married to this shithead, and so I'm going to dress like a supervillain in order to make everyone hate him even more. That would be an amazingly good joke. I think that's what she's doing, because she has an Instagram where she brags about the brands she wears. I think she's just that shallow. Yeah, I think Matt's Matt's spot on on this. I don't think any of these people, no matter how insincere they seem, are even a slight shred self-aware at all. Oh, but I do think in their horrible lizard brains, they're like, oh, people will be mad if I do this. I'm going to do it. Maybe. Yeah, but I guess that that's exactly it. They That's how far they think, and they don't take the one extra step of, why would they be mad? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And also, they're not trying to make the correct people mad. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when you see all these people being like, haha, like, we like Donald Trump specifically because he makes liberals so mad. And then it's like, well, why? Like, what what do you hate about liberals so much? Is there anything other than, like, you think they make you feel stupid? Is that it? Is that the thing? Someone told me that my behavior was unacceptable once, so now I'm going to make it all unacceptable all the time. (laughs) Yeah, take that, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing, though, right? Because it's not 
people from like that were brought up by liberals i don't think <laughs> or like yeah. grew up around liberals so why are they so mad at us That's, i don't know it's very weird anyway uh what did somebody do online louisa i guess i have found uh i was doing some stuff this weekend so i wasn't looking online very much and now that i've checked back in with twitter and everything i feel like i've completely lost touch with civilization for a thousand years because <laughs> people are talking a lot about things that i think are from e3 and no, we're all, no we're all speaking interlack it's madness <laughs> out here <laughs> They make no sense to me, and I'm starting to see memes about, like, oh, remember that guy's haircut? I'm like, I don't want- <laughs> whose haircut? Like, I will <laughs> never be able to unravel this. <laughs> E3 is great, though, because it's now such a joke, I guess, mm -hmm. that everyone who is doing the inside E3 jokes also knows that it's stupid, and I do love a thing where even the people who are the most hardcore fans of it realize how terrible and stupid it is. So yeah. there is that. But it's all very confusing. Like I saw uh, Justin McElroy tweeted the words, just like Bart, which is a reference to Monster Factory, a video series that he does. And yes. I'm guessing something that e at E3 triggered that, because some of the responses were like, oh my god, you're right, but there's no way for me to find the, out what that thing is. The game where yes. they made the Monster Factory of Borth Sampson is being released on mm -hmm. Xbox One. Black Desert Online. Yeah. Okay. But see, yes. like, how could I have Googled that? I couldn't have. No, nope. so. you just have to be following the feed during the Xbox E3 press conference like I was doing <laughs> but, instead of watching apparently. it today. <laughs> but I guess my point is that even, even the people making those jokes, even Justin McElroy, if you were like, hey, I don't get this joke, should I watch the E3 feed? He would be like, no, <laughs> you should not, don't bother. Yeah, I yeah. didn't bother watching it because I knew anything cool would just make it onto Twitter and stick around for more than the five minutes that it would take for everyone <laughs> to forget about it. Also, that's the I'm thing, though, you never know what it's going to be. Like, there might be one thing where someone wears a crazy hat, and then that's a meme for, like, several months, and I missed my chance to find out why people are photoshopping this dumb hat onto different things. I'm pretty sure the only thing that actually matters that's come out of E3 so far is Square Enix announcing the release date for Kingdom Hearts 3, and they did that before E3 even started. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I also I, don't care about Kingdom Hearts, and I never will. I so. guess if you, like Halo, Hearts is great. if you, you like should, Halo, if you like Halo or Gears of War, they'd be you'd be pretty excited. Cause oh, who does anyone? I think so. I think people had Xboxes growing up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, it seems like a lot to get into. Yeah, I don't care about those games, but... Uh, oh, I guess also they announced Devil May Cry 5. Again, that's, that's the kind about. of thing... That's a, one of those anime boys with a big sword? Yep. That's one of those ones? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was... It was the, the first one, when it came out, it was like one of the few games that made you feel very cool playing it, which was very sort of revolutionary at the time, because it was like... Oh man, look at all these cool, crazy moves I can do, but actually they were very easy to do, but it looked very cool when you did them. Um, but like every game does that now. I don't really understand what they're what they're offering anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand why people were excited about this one when the reboot Devil May Cry was just as fun, and Bayonetta is the same thing by the creator of Devil May Cry. It's like, I, 
you could play the same thing as Devil May Cry with almost the exact same aesthetic, and you've been able to do so for a long time. Like, since the last one came out. Yeah, although Bayonetta is... The problem is, and I realize that, especially with the shirtless Dante reboot, like, he is probably almost as sexualized as Bayonetta is, but I keep on, like, thinking, oh, I should try Bayonetta, and then being like, oh, wait, like, that game is hyper-perverted, though, is the problem. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's not as pervy as I thought it was going to be, but it is, yes, pretty, uh, uh, lots of attention is paid, is Painted to uh, how her hips move during her walk cycle. Yeah, see, I just don't, I just don't want that. I wish that that wasn't a part of it because I did like Devil May Cry, and I kind of fell off the series. And I feel like I'd probably get way into Bayonetta, but like, I just don't want that. It's I just don't. It's so far that it's like cartoony. Like, uh-huh. like they turn up the the sexy meter so far that instead of sexy, it's like laughable. <laughs> like she has high heels, but the heels of the shoes are guns, <laughs> yeah. and they all have little like butterfly phone charms on them. <laughs> I don't want to get desensitized to things. Like, you know, if you read an advice website and someone's like, you know how maybe if your boss is mad at you for not listening, he might slap you. And everyone is like, no, that is not okay for your boss ever to slap you. Like, you've recalibrated your brain wrong and you've accepted something that's totally unacceptable. I feel like I don't want to look at anime because I don't want to recalibrate my brain to be like, oh, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> it's it feels to me like when everyone was trying to tell me that, um, oh, what's that dude's name? Uh, he made Kill Bill. Clinton Tarantino. Clinton Tarantino. Clinton, yes, thank you. Um, Tarantino, uh, when everyone was trying to be like, no, actually, the, these movies are good, and it's a commentary on, <laughs> like, terrible violence and, like, gross sexuality in movies. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be like, but he still did it. Yeah. Though. <laughs> I, don't so, want to do I don't think Bayonetta is a commentary on anything. I think <laughs> I think it's just like, this is what you like? Okay, we're going to give you so much that you feel sick afterwards, like uh, trick-or-treat <laughs> See, candy. But like I don't think that all works. all the cigarettes in a pack. <laughs> exactly. The problem with that is, is these fucking nerds are like, yeah, I love this. This is great, all these cigarettes. I'm getting sick and I love it. <laughs> I mean, there's also things about it that are genuinely charming, uh, but if that uh, if that ludicrously over-sexualized aesthetic is not for you, that's fine. I don't blame you at all. It's just gross because, especially now in a time in the world where I feel like a lot of media is opening up more to female audiences to make them feel less alienated... Uh, by doing exactly this kind of garbage. I just don't want to support this step backwards in that. You know what I mean? I'm not sure it's a step backwards, because it's like she doesn't have any kind of romance with a dude or anything, or the closest thing you could say to a romance plot is the other woman in the story. Uh, I don't know. It's like... Yeah, but like... Her whole thing is a step backwards, though. Mm. Yeah, yeah like, fair. showing her butt every five seconds is, like, such a fanservice-y thing in a way that just, like, 
I luckily, well, luckily, uh, this is not, I shouldn't have said luckily. This is not, <laughs> this is neutral luck wise. All right, start over. <laughs> but yeah, starting over, I am attracted to women. That's my gender identity or uh, my sexual identity. I suppose. All right, try and again. So, Take three. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> starting over. I hate, ge- no, sorry. <laughs> no. God. I, the- what I was actually saying is that I, as a person attracted to women, like, this is aimed at me. And, and so I find it to be troubling that, like, for people who aren't attracted to women, this kind of game spends so much time on stuff that they just, it's not for them. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I'm probably being way too forgiving of it because I like dumb action games and eight foot tall lesbians. Um, (laughs) This is a dumb action game starring an eight foot tall lesbian. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, I don't. I don't necessarily begrudge people who that's their jam from liking it. It's just, it bothers me that most video games pander to people that that's their jam and don't really have lots for people who aren't into that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's kind of like insulting to your intelligence, isn't it? Because it's like, this is what you wanted, right? And you're like, this is dumb, though. You fat pigs. Shove this slot. Shove this slop into your eyeballs, you <laughs> fat, gross pigs. Like, yes, sir, I really please. like... I like the idea of a lot of romantic comedies as a movie genre. I like that. It's a nice, uh, pleasant genre. But so many are so dumb. And they're like, this is what you wanted, right? You're not very smart. It's very <laughs> insulting. Yeah, I was about to say I feel that way about a lot of kung fu movies I watch, too. But I love when they're done. That's my favorite part of them. <laughs> Bayonetta is to romantic comedy. Bayonetta is to action games as love actually is to romantic comedies. I don't mind love, actually. I'm not going to get on you the bandwagon of everybody who hates it. So no, you, I don't think you, you have to hate it. it a lot. It's just like all of the things that are both good and bad about the genre all at once so much yeah. that you want to die from it. A lot of romantic comedies, they just have very blandly attractive people who really don't have a lot of acting talent, and then the plot is basically nothing. And it's like, yeah, but this is like the shape of the thing you wanted, right? So that's good enough. Mm, you reminded yeah, me of the best romantic comedy, The Shape of Water. <laughs> I thought you didn't like that, you were grossed out by it. Uh, no, I think it's a pretty good movie. That's probably me. I haven't seen it, but I probably would be grossed <laughs> out by it, yes. I feel like I don't want to see it because it might have horror elements because uh, uh, GDT really likes that, and I don't. It is not spooky, but it has horror elements in the classical film sense, like in the way mm. Frankenstein is a horror movie. No thanks. Um, what do you mean, no thanks? It's not, like, scary. <laughs> Yeah, I don't oh, want man. that, though. <laughs> While we're on the subject of horror, I wanted an excuse to bring it up, and I'm not going to talk about it too much because I think there's going to be a creepy pasta episode at some point, but <laughs> I've been playing a lot of horror games lately, and it's really brought hammered home to me the fact that video games are the genre, or the, the medium that horror should be conveyed mm. in. Yeah. Like, so much more than books or movies or anything else playing a horror video game is such a visceral experience. Mm-hmm. I literally thought I was going to throw up on myself <laughs> earlier today playing through get Bendy. Just because I was- Five out of five my- stars. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing Bendy while I was eating my lunch, and like a, a very scary thing happened as I was swallowing food, and I was like, <laughs> Yeah, that's why I can't play horror games, because of how effective- 
it is how effective horror is in games is the reason why I don't play them. Yeah, I feel like really the angle there is uh, there's a passiveness to watching movies and reading books. Right. So, like, you you would think that would heighten the helpless feeling, which can lead to good horror. But I think in making your own choices in a game, but making them wrong and have a, some, having a horror reaction, like, that can heighten your sense of helplessness. Because yeah. you're trying to do something and it's not working. Right. The, the idea that you could have saved yourself yeah. is so much scarier. <laughs> oh, God. It's so good, though. There's a new game out. Well, not that new, but there's a game out called Close Your Eyes. Have you guys heard of this game? Uh, no. I watched the, the game theory video about it, and uh, no thanks. Basically, the only <laughs> mechanic is you can close your eyes and like move around the world, and when monsters come at you... You have to close your eyes, and they can't get you while your eyes are closed. Oh, God. oh it's so good. It's <laughs> such a good way to scare you. Like, it's so simple, but such a great idea. The designs look like every spooky Photoshop from 4chan circa 2005. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, a lot of the SCP uh, initiative yeah. uh, photos, it, accompanying photos. <laughs> like, the, I, the main monster, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, is shaped like a potato with very long arms and legs, and it just has, like, a, a big Joker face in the middle of it, like an eyelidless, super big grim face. <laughs> Yeah. And it says damaged on its forehead. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it sends used yes. condoms to its castmates and wins an Oscar despite everyone knowing uh, that it picked up teenage groupies when it was in a band. I can't believe yes. that Joker is getting his own movie. That's insane. He's not. I mean, like, yes, he is, but it's never coming out. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, so what did you do online this week, Jeff? Uh, man, you know, I did have something. I was probably going to talk about E3, but then I didn't. I mean, uh, you can. I Yeah, but the real E3 stuff is happening on Tuesday when Nintendo has their <laughs> conference. E3 yeah. doesn't start, like, I have an Xbox and a PlayStation. E3 doesn't start for me until Nintendo is like, alright, Knuckles the Echidna is in Super Smash Brothers. Here's <laughs> uh, Wa Super Waluigi World for the Nintendo Switch, coming out tomorrow. Or like oh, whatever man. crazy thing they're gonna do Mario for us. Tennis. <laughs> if they start putting Sonic Expanded Universe characters into Smash Brothers, uh, it will never end. I and think it it's the worst thing. I think it's really unfair to call Knuckles and a, a Sonic Expanded Universe character. Mm, I never played a game with Knuckles. He's in Sonic Three. Yeah, I was done by then. <laughs> Yeah, but Jeff, where do you draw that line? Because if it's just characters that appeared in Sonic games, that's still like 45 fucking characters. <laughs> yeah, that is still a lot. But like, the core crew is Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. Why? No, no, I disagree with you, and I will yeah. tell you why. This is your thing online, Jeff, is arguing about Sonic Sure, with me. that's fine. <laughs> um... No, okay, I get Start Sonic. Over. Start again. I, okay, sorry. I hate Sonic. Okay. Yeah, yeah uh -huh. we knew that. You don't have now to support your theory. But also, I know a lot. Like, Sonic is a character that I get what they're going for. And same with Tails. Is Knuckles anything different from Sonic but red? No. Nope. 
They they just were like Sonic's not edgy enough anymore here in 1994, so we need to yeah. do an edgier Sonic. That's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's just not how anything works. Uh, just make Sonic edgier, you stupid fuck. He got he got in early though, so he's no, part of the crew. It, don't they <laughs> have another in. one now? Who's black with red streaks yeah. and has, like, Shadow, curly shoes. they were like, Knuckles isn't gonna cut it anymore. We need <laughs> yeah. an even edgier Sonic. <laughs> so they literally just made goth Sonic. Oh, and he's God, black he's with red so highlights stupid. and his name is Shadow and he uses guns and drives a motorcycle. <laughs> isn't there another, like, raver one that's, like, Silver the Hedgehog yes. or something? This all ties into my grand unified theory of Sonic's rivals. Um, they each reflect the era in which their game was released and what was the cool piece of youth culture at the time. With The thing about it is, like, they keep on trying to bait, make the edgiest character, but they aren't willing to do anything that's actually genuinely edgy. Of course not. And that's no, very it's disturbing. It's for children. Like, what, like, if there was just a Sonic that came out and he's like, hey, I'm you know, Purple the Hedgehog or whatever <laughs> dumb shit. I'm very into doing heroin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit, that's the edgiest hedgehog 100% though, right? Yeah. yeah. You can't get edgier than that. Wait, hedgehog. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes. Why did oh, we? damn it. <laughs> so, Knuckles is hip-hop uh, because he came out in the early 90s. Uh, Shadow- Jeff, I don't, I, Jeff, I don't want to stop you, but I will because you've definitely explained this theory in detail yeah. on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> I assumed it was on my other podcast. Um, <laughs> Your Sonic podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Racing around at uh, the speed but- of sound, a Sonic the Hedgehog podcast. <laughs> you can find it on oh, weaponizedlanguage.com. <laughs> oh man and every week it's just you and me arguing about whether sonic is good or not it's, and it's just, just me alone yes and no it's for uh, me alone reading a sonic- different article from the the sonic wikia each week <laughs> you review sonic the hedgehog 2 one minute at a time <laughs> pretty good remember when sonic advertised howard johnson's hotels <laughs> no no <laughs> Their How big the f- thing right before they fucking folded as a hotel concern, which I'm pretty sure happened shortly after, it was that every room would have a Genesis. Wow, awesome. <laughs> that's a that's a good idea. Yeah. Except that a Genesis is not the best. Genesis is like one or two consoles out of current times yeah. at that point. So like it was still good, I guess. Kids would still be excited, I'm sure, but. It was such a bizarre promo. And then, yeah, I don't think they were a hotel much longer. How the fuck did Sonic never be the mascot for Sonic Burgers? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> do I have to do everything for you, Sega of America? <laughs> I oh, went to- But a... you know what, though? Sonic the Burger Place, their thing is that they have tater tots, and so their thing, their little uh, toy for kids is little tiny plush animals that are shaped like tater tots, and that is the cutest thing in the whole world, and I don't want them to get official Sonic merch instead. Mm. A little pig shaped like a tater tot? Oh my god. Here's here's the thing, though. Sonic Drive-In sucks. It's not a good <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> You are wrong. It's got so many different kinds of drinks. Yeah. Yeah, I could go to Wawa and get all those different kind of drinks, though. 
Listen, I'm not like you, enjoying myself at summertime fairs. I need to get my corn dogs at Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> I was not enjoying myself at those fairs. They were across the street from work, and I'm addicted to deep fried dough. <laughs> so you're punishing yourself with speaking it. Of, <laughs> speaking of ending up tater top shaped. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what did you do online this week? Did we already do yours? No. Uh, okay, so this week I... Early this week, I realized I was having a conversation with Jen, my fiance. About, you realized in the uh, middle of the conversation that you were having it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, I realized during that conversation that I hadn't been to a concert in over a decade, Whoa. which is insane. <laughs> no, that and so, fun. and so we got home, and I looked. Actually, Jen looked it up online, and the Decemberists were playing in Philadelphia this week. And so we went to it on Thursday, and it was great. Oh, man, it was such a good show, you guys. Hmm. Matt, we went to see Electric Six at Asbury Lanes in, like, 2013. Okay, well, maybe it hasn't been a whole decade, but it's been, like, at least seven years. That's only five years ago, Matt. (laughs) What? 2013? <laughs> I don't think we went in 2013, Jack. Maybe we did. Okay, whatever. Anyway, it's been a, it's been multiple years, and I was like, I want to go to a concert. Cool. So, How was it? It was really good. It's it's for their new album, um, which is like way right. poppier than most of their stuff, which is how bands generally go. If they get popular enough, they just start making pop music. I get it. Um, that, I but think it that's really- unfair to say about them, because this is also like their 14th album. <laughs> That's true. Also, um, I feel like artists get popular and then they release some weird conceptual album that nobody wants to listen to. That's only artists that anymore. you listen to, Louisa. <laughs> yeah, that's also people who... I feel like that's people who get, like, hyper-mega-big, like Beatles-big. Yeah. Um, But people who are, like, the Decemberists who are, you know, popular enough to make a living at it, but not necessarily... Uh, a household name, I think they try to appeal to a broader audience by watering their stuff down a little bit. I've and I get it, because their early songs were a lot about sailors murdering prostitutes, and that's not a huge uh, <laughs> base, I guess, to appeal to. Um, yeah, I've heard of them, but I don't think I've heard a single one of their songs ever. You would like them, I think, Louisa. You should yeah. definitely oh, yeah, they're try. A good band. People have told me that before, but counterpoint. Ugh, that's so much work, listening to music. Uh, <laughs> I, under- I 100% understand that sentiment, which is why I've listened to the same five albums on loop, and three of them are by Carly Rae Jepsen for the past five yeah. years. I love that my Spotify playlists are all like, do you want to listen to more Whitney Houston? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Thanks, Spotify. <laughs> That's exactly what I want. <laughs> well... To each their own, I suppose, but there's some very good songs on this new album. And I mean, the Decemberists are fantastic artists in general. Um, they've, they very, especially in their older stuff, they do a good job of walking the line between like tragic folk story and, uh, sort of quirky, uh, instrumental like pop music. Yeah. It was very um, weird when I first watched the video for O Valencia after having heard the song many times and it took place in modern day. I was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, Why is, I could have sworn this was about a, a sailing ship in the 1700s. <laughs> I was talking to Jen about the song Chimbley Sweep. Um, yes, that's of course one of their they songs. have a song called that. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, it's a good song, actually, but um, I was talking to her about it and about how there's a verse where uh, the widow seduces the chimney sweep and then murders him. And then we listened to the song, and nothing in the song says she murders him. I just assumed because, like, every December song ends with the innocent being murdered by someone. Yeah, that's sounds but, about uh, right. I have some songs that I have theories like that. Like, uh, the Foo Fighters learn to fly. I always felt yeah. like that was about a serial killer. Yeah, probably. That would make sense. <laughs> mm, I felt that way about Warren Zevon's Excitable Boy. <laughs> the joke here, yeah. dear audience, is that that song is about a murderer. Oh, I see. Okay, I don't know. What's, song. what's the Warren Zevon song I know? Werewolves, uh, Werewolves of, London. of London. Yes, I was going to say that. <laughs> that one's definitely about serial killer uh-huh. for sure. Yeah, uh, I think that's an unfair <laughs> characterization of werewolves. <laughs> I, I think aren't werewolves like unless you're unless you're reading some milk toast bullshit. I'm pretty Twilight. sure werewolves are driven to murder. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, they go into like a berserker rage, like Wolverine. Maybe, or like they have a thirst for for human flesh, or like they yeah uh, yeah like no matter what they can't just not murder people yeah that's crazy mm-hmm. yeah that's why they have to be like chained up and stuff yeah I get so mad when people are like actually vampires can just choose not to drink human blood like well then they're not vampires yeah, that, I that remains- I can yeah. choose not. I also choose not to drink human blood every day, so where's my medal? <laughs> when you look in the mirror and give yourself that pep talk, no blood yeah. today, we're keeping the streak going. <laughs> it removes the horror of it if they can choose not to do the thing that they are compelled to do. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes them less interesting characters, yep. I think, because yeah. what makes uh, the idea of vampirism so seductive and horrifying is the idea that like you could have so much, but you would be a slave to this one aspect of yourself forever. Yeah. Well, that's why Twilight was bullshit about them going out during the daytime and sparkling, because that was also a big thing about vampires. Like, yeah. the idea, you could you live forever, but completely give up ever seeing the sun? Yeah. Like, here's a real question that I'm sure they address in Twilight, but it's crazy that they haven't, like, t- talked about it more. Why don't they just make everyone fucking vampires? There's no downside <laughs> yeah. to being a vampire. Uh, yeah. It's like, those books would immediately become ten times more interesting, even if the writing quality was exactly the same, if the vampires had to drink human blood fresh from a corpse that they just murdered. Like, all vampires yeah. had to before them. Yes. Well, not all. I mean, like, I think that the idea Hashtag of the not reform- all vampires. Yes. <laughs> I, I think that the idea of reformed vampires has been around for a while. Mm-hmm. I I definitely remember when I heard about Twilight, I was like, oh yeah, I've heard of this. The idea of like a vampire <laughs> well, choosing true, not to drink blood. True Blood is kind of based on that. The idea that synthetic blood has been produced uh, through industry. Like it's yes. people have come up with it. So therefore vampires have come out publicly that they do exist because they're telling you we don't have to drink your blood anymore. They do right. exist. And so that's instantly a more interesting story because of the fact of the limitation i mean it's sort of like you know people say that 
the best art is produced from limitations. Like, if you made a Harry Potter book, but where the magic had no rules and could just instantly do anything anytime, then you'd have a terrible book series called Harry Potter. Oh man, I was going to make that exact joke once you finished that (laughs) sentence, but I should have known better that you were going to make that exact joke. This kind of ties back into terrible uh, romantic movies in the way that there needs to be a conflict that's resolved for a movie, generally. Yeah, and like, you need to have your main character have flaws that the yeah. audience can see. So but that people can- are like, oh, well, we don't want to make them actually have any flaws. And we don't want there to actually be a problem that uh, happens in the yeah. story. Her flaw, her flaw is that she's too adventurous. Like, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> yeah, she's too beautiful. <laughs> too many people want to date her. It's <laughs> Her really- flaw is that she's very into heroin. <laughs> make yeah. her an edgy hedgehog. <laughs> it's, it's really weird when people complain about about, for example, Rey in the new Star Wars movies as being too mm-hmm. perfect. It's like they've never read fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> she has also, a major flaw, which is that she thinks that her parents still love her. <laughs> yeah, that's like the mo- the only interesting thing about Rey is the fact that she's like constantly deceiving herself about that. Yeah, and people are like, well, she's perfect. She doesn't have any flaws. No, she has a one big, really interesting flaw that I don't think I've seen in certainly not in Star Wars before. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, man. Yeah, and her conflict about maybe she will go to the dark side. Like, that was Luke's conflict, too, but people don't say that about Luke. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. People, like, Especially with all of the hate that's been flying around the Star Wars community lately, so many people have been talking about how they need heroes more like how heroic Luke is. And I'm like, (laughs) you're a fan of Star Wars, right? Have you seen these movies? He's such a wiener! You mean that that dude who almost murders his father in a fit of rage because an old goblin is telling him to? (laughs) That guy who cries and then throws himself off a bridge because he doesn't like his dad. (laughs) (laughs) That superhero who is like, I don't want to help you farm water on our desert planet so we don't die because I was going to go dick around at Radio Shack with my friends. Yeah. (laughs) I remember him in that training montage with Yoda being like, oh, this is too hard though. (laughs) I don't like this. (laughs) And and let me be clear, I also think that's why Luke is a good character because he's Mm -hmm. not a hero. Like, he is with the handsomest man who ever lived and uh like a movie star's daughter in this movie and he is the ugly like dork <laughs> that's his thing and he's the hero and that's cool because yep. like yeah he does have problems for sure yeah yeah it's so weird all of like it's yeah. it feels like i'm i've been watching different movies than these people my entire life yeah I saw some angry person, I quickly stopped reading the thread, but some angry person on Twitter talking to Ryan Johnson saying something about uh, uh, painting uh, Han Solo as being a bad father. I'm like, if you watch the original movies, how could you not extrapolate that this man would be a bad father? Why would you think he would be be a good father? (laughs) The whole setup of these sequels is to give you exactly what you wanted and show you why that's a terrible thing. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, Han Solo and Leia are going to get together and have a kid, and Luke's going to start a Jedi temple. And all of that ends poorly, because those people shouldn't have done those things, and those were bad expectations to put on them. (laughs) Yeah, and by, like, the fan expecting the the fan base expecting those things is like 
the characters deceiving themselves into yeah. thinking they could do these yes, things. exactly. And then they do them, and then they fail, and that's very interesting. Yeah. But the fan base just has no concept of... And, like, those same things where the the characters in the movie expect the same things that the audience does, and then those expectations are subverted. That's literally the only reason why Star Wars is a good movie. <laughs> yeah. It's how do you like these movies when you don't like the thing that <laughs> the only thing in them? Yeah. <laughs> this is, we our theme this week is an entire lack of self-awareness in the narratives you write for yourself inside your head. <laughs> yes, that's uh. true. Anyway, let's get anyway, into the Everyone should Speaking everyone of should lack of self-awareness, <laughs> let's talk about Reddit. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Yes, that's true, but uh, everyone should listen to the new Decemberist album. It's called I'll Be Your Girl, and it's very good. Yeah, I'm gonna give them a shot. I haven't listened to them in a while. There's a very good song called Everything Is Awful. That's the one I recommend. Everything and it, is awful. It's... <laughs> no. <laughs> Everything is bad when you're part of a team. <laughs> During the, um, the song Everything Is Awful is exactly what it sounds like, but it's very like cheerful and upbeat, and I think that that's great. I love that. So. Uh, Matt, pop right. quiz before we move on. Do you prefer The Hazards of Love or The Crane Wife? Uh, the Hazards of Love, because I think that it is a more obvious and ambitious storytelling album, as opposed to The Crane Wife, which kind of can be standalone songs as well. Hmm. I think The Hazards of Love, what makes it great is that it is basically an opera. Yeah. Okay, cool. Hazards of Love or Glory of Love by Peter Cetera. Uh, Hazards of Love because I haven't heard the other one. Oh, oh have the you other seen one? the movie The Karate Kid? Because I believe you have heard that one. <laughs> okay, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, it's the one that goes, fine. you're the best around. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep, no one's ever gonna keep us from discussing these reddits. <laughs> that's our narrative twist that we are our greatest foil. Yep. <laughs> That is true. It turns out these reddits sold us for drinking money and they're dead in a ditch somewhere. Uh, okay, so I got r slash 23andMe, which is the DNA testing service that tells you about your ancestry. Cool. Yeah, that sounds cool to me as a concept, but the real world practicalities of a big brother state make me nervous. Yeah, same. Uh, I I often feel secure in the knowledge that no one will ever care about me enough to yeah like do any of those things to me. <laughs> That's the only way I feel safe from hackers. Like I don't think any of my passwords are good enough, really. But I'm hoping yes. that I don't have enough fame or money that people will ever come after me. So yeah. some of these offer a thing where it will put you in a social network and tell you how you're related to the other other people in it. Um, and one of my one of my friends uh, did this and found a first cousin they didn't know they had that no one in their family has ever mentioned before. I've heard and that story. <laughs> I've heard Sorry, that exact to be story way too much. Like, oh, we found out that our grandfather had a secret wife somewhere else, I guess, because these people are blood relations. This is all terrible, and I don't want to know the this The greatest stuff. generation or the horniest generation? Am I it's right, true. everyone? I absolutely- Gross. I 100% am so curious to see if I have secret yeah. family out there, because my dad was adopted. Oh, yeah, and we, that's true. And we don't, oh, that's true. We don't know his dad at all. We don't even know if he's alive. 
So there's a very real chance that you fucked your cousin at some point. <laughs> mm, I mean, as purely a numbers game, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. I think he was probably in, like, upstate New York or something, and I don't think I know anybody who's from upstate New York. I mean, well, I should say, I don't think anybody I've had sex with is from upstate New York, so <laughs> low chances. I so, ladies, if you're now. out there and from upstate New York, <laughs> hit Jeff up on the telephone. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to get it. Also, we'd only be second cousins at that point because we have a, gr- uh, a what is it, grandparent in common? No, that's cousins, isn't it? <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, yeah that's, well, that's first fine. cousin. You can, you can legally marry your first cousin in every state, I believe. Yep. Like, um... No one's talking about marrying them, Louisa. Hubba yeah. hubba ding ding. Yeah, I was trying like, to be classy about it, thank you. Like <laughs> former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani did. <laughs> yes. Gross. Uh, gross uh, just because Rudy yeah, Giuliani exactly. is gross. But now I want you to do this, Jeff, because that is fascinating, and maybe you're related to a famous person. Costs- Matt and I both know that we're not related to famous people, and the only genetic things we have are mental problems and bad teeth on both sides. <laughs> it costs like $150 is the issue. Yeah. We're we're related to a person who was a very violent IRA member. Oh, <laughs> Does cool. that count? We're related to an Irish saint, but way back when records were sketchy, so I don't know how true that is. Yeah. Also, yeah. every saint is fictional, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say every saint is Irish, which is kind of true also. Uh, I, um, I got r slash outdoors. Hmm. What's that about? Like, camping and stuff? The, yeah, the outdoor outdoors. Recreation. It's about the place. That's nice. And then Louisa got the one we're actually going to do. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't know about that, but I got r slash bad movies, and I was trying to just narrow that down because that's a pretty broad category, so this sentence probably sums it up. This subreddit is dedicated to movies that are so bad, they're good. Right. So there's other stuff about, like, don't bring up movies that you truly, truly hate. It's supposed to be enjoyable. Now, I'm gonna <laughs> say, if we do talk about this, then our podcast will be stepping on the toes of every other podcast. That's yeah, that's true. true. I think that... Because our podcast is about internet culture, we would be remiss to not eventually discuss bad movies. That's a very good point. (laughs) Mm, I don't know. I just don't care. Yeah. It's very rare that there's a movie that I like on its own merits that's bad, but we could talk a lot about Mystery Science Theater if we did bad (laughs) movies. Yeah, of course. Here's the thing. I don't like watching a movie that's so bad that it's fun to make fun of, that isn't exciting to me, like, at all. Mm, I enjoy that on a certain level. Like, when we all did this, actually, (laughs) watched a part of uh, Batman and Robin. (laughs) Ha ha, yes. That was a bit enjoyable. I I think that movie is very bad that I I wouldn't enjoy it sitting and watching it by myself. I would not enjoy that one bit. The parts of that movie that are bad are not enjoyable to watch, though. Like, the parts of that movie that are bad are whenever George Clooney is out of his Batman costume and doing something serious, and the parts (laughs) that are, like, goofy and outlandish are all genuinely on their face, intentionally made to be great, Mm. and are great. I don't agree, because all the puns that Arnold Schwarzenegger makes make me want to (laughs) die. Yeah, but, like, that's the reaction that puns are supposed to give you in general. (laughs) But I'm not enjoying it. I want to die while it's happening. (laughs) 
the problem is that puns are already bad, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger is a very bad actor, and so <laughs> yeah. it compounds the problem. Yeah. That movie, I think, would be, like, a genuine camp masterpiece if only they told George Clooney what movie he was in. Yeah. I also think that that movie could have been a genuinely good Batman movie if they'd cast somebody other than Uma Thurman and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as the bad guys. Uh, no, yeah. they do such a good hammy job that I really <sighs> enjoy the, their the problem, part. No. The problem is that hammy can be good, and especially for Batman stuff, if you have somebody who can really sell it, <laughs> like your uh vincent prices for instance or your yeah. burgess meredith <laughs> um you can't do that with somebody who barely speaks english and i actually <laughs> like arnold schwarzenegger in a lot of the movies he's in but they are movies that work in spite of his yeah performance. he's there to play a side of beef that throws machine guns at robots <laughs> yes yeah. the trouble is now in my head all i'm doing is stunt casting like oh well who would i like to see as <laughs> poison ivy and uh, dr freeze mr freeze i get that wrong every he, time he's a he is a doctor but he's so mr freeze he's a doctor they spend so much time talking about him being a doctor do you think <sighs> that they call him mr freeze because of the ice cream chain which but came first? Mr. Is there an ice cream chain called Mr. Freeze? Yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure. Are you thinking of the ice cream truck, Mr. Softy? No. Um, I mean, I know that that is one as well, but I'm pretty sure Mr. Freeze is an ice cream chain. Yes, there are okay. three, three Mr. Freeze stores in New Jersey and two in Ohio, and maybe that's it. <laughs> His original name in the comic books was Mr. Zero because of how cold he was. Mm. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It also sounds kind of like a weight loss program, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I also think that... Uh, I think Uva Thurman did a good job as Poison Ivy, but now okay. that mm. now that Louisa mentioned it, I'm thinking about all <laughs> the other actresses who could play Poison Ivy, and it's yeah. great. Before we get into it, and I definitely want to get into talking about that, we're going to do bad movies, though? Yes, of course. Okay, yes. fine. Bad movies it is. Okay, now let's talk about this. Uma Thurman, also very good action star, not yeah. a very good actor. No, yeah, she's not I don't, a good actor. I don't really like her in that role. I wish it was someone more uh, outlandish. She's In the same way, going back to talking about shitty Quentin Tarantino movies, yeah. I think that Kill Bill might have been good if you'd had an actress who was at all charismatic as... Uh, baby, kiddo, kiddo. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about Dirty Dancing. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about uh, Dirty Dancing for a second there. <laughs> oh man, a Dirty Dancing cr Kill Bill crossover would be amazing. <laughs> she um she does a like a good ish job in you know I'm gonna say she does a good job in Pulp Fiction like the whole time because uh, her character is like kind of weird and she's just kind of weird in general I think in Kill Bill there's parts where she is trying to Im uh, imbue gravitas that she is not just not made for uh, but for mm. the most part I think it's fun to see her flip around and cut dudes of into bits with swords yeah that's mm. fine and Kill Bill is a very stupid movie anyway so I don't really care but I feel like Joel Schumacher's concept in Batman and Robin could have worked. It like it could have been a movie that I, it wouldn't have been a great movie, but I, it would have done the thing it set out to do yeah. if only 
the actors had been on board. And I think every actor in that movie let him down on that idea that he had. I think that the only actor who did an unforgivably bad job was George Clooney. And if, (laughs) if he had been pulling his weight, everything else would have been acceptable. I disagree. I genuinely think, like... Yes, you're right that George Clooney did a terrible job, but even if he'd been firing on all cylinders, totally getting it, doing an Adam West impersonation, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze would have been, like, acting opposite a mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh-huh. so bad. That's why you put Arnold Schwarzenegger in a movie, no, because you need a mannequin insane. to yell one-liners. <laughs> no. Uh, it's no, no. good. Uh, I would want to cast Stephen Colbert as Mr. Freeze. <laughs> hmm. He's but Stephen Colbert is very funny, and I always seen Mr. Freeze as a very serious character. Oh, I thought we were going for super campy, like a Vincent Price. Oh, I see. I think you you could do that kind of job, right? You you want to remake Batman and Robin with the correct tone? Yeah, I see. Sure. Okay, but then who is the Batman in that Uh, campy version? Bradley Cooper. Ooh, I like that. I don't think that he's goofy enough. I think he can be. Uh, who like this might just be because I unironically love the A Team movie that was very bad. <laughs> Maybe I do like bad movies. <laughs> what about what about Channing Tatum as Batman? Oh, I could see that for sure. Yeah, especially because of his performance in Hail Caesar yes! that we talked about last. Oh week. my god! As soon as you said that, Jeff, I could see him in that turtleneck blazer yes! combo yes! from Hail Caesar. Oh god, that's a good movie. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. It's a uh, it's a Coen Brothers, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I have to it. see it. Uh, who who? So who's our our pick? We're casting this now, all right? This is yes. we're doing fan <laughs> casting as part of the main show for a whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So definitely, Channing Tatum was Batman. That's mm-hmm. a perfect for pick. sure. Uh, uh, Julianne Moore Steve- as Poison Ivy. Who? Hmm. Julianne Moore. Is she goofy at all? I've never seen her be goofy. I she don't was think. a bit goofy in The Big Lebowski. She's funny on Thirty Rock. What about? Uh, what's her face? Who uh, Claire Danes? Who's the? the <laughs> She's not uh, funny at all. <laughs> who's the actress who did the like scene chewing uh, villain in Thor Ragnarok? Oh, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, she'd also be good yeah, at that. No, I feel she. I like she'd play it too much, like her, her Uma Thurman played it. Mm. Yeah, mm. I th- I think we need like a hot young it girl. I think I'm wrong with. Uh, oh, oh, Emma Stone. Yeah, I thought her too, but yeah. uh, you know what? No, she's really manic and wild in like uh, Birdman. So I think that she could pull mm. off a a goofy yeah, role too. She would be very yeah, good as that. Poison Ivy. Yeah, I think. All right, mm-hmm. perfect. Now, Robin. Oh, boy. Are we still going, like, with an adult who has um, homoerotic uh, undertones with Batman? Uh, it's a romantic comedy called Batman and Robin, <laughs> Jeff. Come on. Check yeah, they th- find out that their real, uh, their true love was underneath their nose the whole time. Check this out. Jonah Hill. Mm, no. no. 22 Gotham Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. It took me a long time to understand <laughs> what you were going for there. Uh, oh, wait, no. Check this out. Michael Sarah. That I could yeah. see. I that think he voiced Batman in the Lego Batman movie, actually. 
he he voiced Robin. Yeah, Robin. So that's what I meant. Played Robin. Yeah. So he's <laughs> got experience. Think? He brings experience to the role. As soon as I started thinking about Robin, I thought Tom Holland. But now I like I'm too fixated mm. on that. That's no good. He's already about, doing that. He's like what about now. what about Daniel Radcliffe? <laughs> yes, <I like laughs> it's it. so goofy that I love it. Yeah, <laughs> perfect guys. Okay, somebody called Joel Schumacher. <laughs> He's free, right? We're not giving yes. it to him. We're not letting him... We're not taking the chance that he could mess this up. This is an Edgar Wright joint. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty good. Okay, bad movies. Alright. Mm-hmm. So, let's see now. Bad movies. The... I scrolled down too far. The header is a uh, picture of the Hollywood Hills, and it says bad movies, uh, the same way that the Hollywood sign is put up. And then off to one side, you have some characters. I recognize a couple of them, but not the third one. There's three characters from some bad movies. Wait. There, okay, first of all, there's six. Oh, I'm only seeing three. Um, I, okay, can we name, I, okay, I recognize Tommy Wiseau from yes. The Room is the third one from the left. Yes. Next to him is Big McLarge Huge from Space Mutiny. I don't have that on my screen. I, al- okay. I also only see three. Whoa, I have got a bigger screen than you guys. I see Why So, <laughs> a sword guy, and someone yeah. with a uh, Anton Chigurh haircut and a flannel shirt. That guy and is wearing very a crazy yellow skin. ponytail yeah. wig, and he is from Birdemic. Okay. Is he supposed to have yellow skin, or is that just very bad color correction? It's bad lighting from whatever crazy scene he was in. I don't quite remember, but he rants about humans destroying the world, which is the plot of Birdemic for some reason. I really okay. like the uh, logo. Yes, so our little red. Oh, wait, alien. wait, I, I'm not done. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. then next to Big McLarge Huge is uh, Nicolas Cage wearing vampire fangs. I don't know what movie <laughs> what? that's from. <laughs> Uh, hmm. And then next to him is the geeky nerd guy from Trolls 2. It's from uh, Vam- Vampire's guy- Kiss is the Nick Cage movie. Oh. Okay. Matt, is it the guy who says, oh my god, yes. <laughs> in that crazy it is, clip? It is the picture. It, his <laughs> mouth is making the god as he is saying it, yes. That's wonderful. Um, the little red alien has a handlebar mustache, and he is wearing the Manos robe from Manos Hands of Fate. Very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good pick. Uh, <laughs> tell us about the sidebar. Yeah, so, uh, the up and down arrows are just arrows. That's a little disappointing. A lot of people have a piece of flair that is, uh, uh, uh Gidon? It's one of the, uh, monsters that fights Gamera, but it's the knife-headed one. I don't remember yes. his name. So that's oh, read us yeah, the rules, I though. see him now. Go to, go to the rules. Yes, but first of all, there's 26,000 <sighs> bad movie lovers here, and there's 22 bad movie lovers here right now, I guess. That part's not specified. Yeah, it doesn't even say here and here right now. It just says <laughs> yeah. bad movie lovers next to both of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the absolute best of the worst. Post links or discussions of your favorite shitty movies. So, the rules are very strict. Were you trying to say something, Matt? Uh, I was just going to say, I don't really, we don't need to go into the details of all the rules. I just like that the rules end with an essential viewing list (laughs) and a suggestion that before you start commenting on this board, you should watch all these movies. I think that's great. (laughs) Uh, So the rules are that it's uh, don't post links to movies that you didn't like, i.e. Inception was the worst movie because it was popular. Uh, Try not to post movies that are completely unwatchable with no redeeming value. 
If subreddit is dedicated to movies that are so bad, they're good. Uh, if it's not on IMDb, don't post it. I'm sure there's, there's a subreddit for your homemade YouTube movies, but is, isn't this one. That's good. I like that it's got rules about it being an actual movie that yeah, actually yes. came out. It's got notability rules like Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, n- I I remember watching many bad movies with a friend of ours in college who liked to get very high on marijuana and watch <laughs> bad movies with people. Uh, and he had so many of them that he had to, like, buy from bootleg third-party, like, back-alley people because they didn't exist even on the internet. Uh, <laughs> That's crazy. If you're yes. gonna be high anyway, why can't you just watch the same movies you've already enjoyed? I don't know, but... <laughs> I, I really no. like that they found a, a, a creative well in one of those gems, though. What? What? Uh, they oh yes, they had, they made a stage musical based on one of these dollar uh, okay. store movies, and Matt and I were both in different iterations of it. <laughs> uh, and it was it's a genuinely fun piece uh, that they derived from this movie that is unwatchably bad. Here's a piece of trivia: Jeff and I played the same part in the two different iterations <laughs> yep. of that musical. Oh, uh, I guess you were also in the one that I was in in a different role, weren't you? That's true. Yep. Yes, I was. You played it on the West End, and you each switched off being Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster <laughs> uh-huh. in different weeks of uh, yeah. <laughs> the play. Yeah, on Tuesdays, I played Hamlet, and on Wednesdays, I played I played Mercutio, <laughs> and it was very confusing. <laughs> uh uh, Alright, uh, no this submissions. Please make your post title clear, addressing the movie, etc. Thank god, yeah. every board should have this. Yeah. I hate- There's like- mm, Every time I see somebody comment with just the word this on Facebook, I instantly mute them because I don't ever want to see anything they've ever said ever again. It makes me so angry. I want to take a screenshot of this rule and post it on every other subreddit with the title this. yeah uh four if you know where the movie can be viewed please add the streaming service that's helpful yeah that's nice of them please do not post direct links to torrents or downloads of copyrighted material that's good for their own safety uh no selling or advertising that seems kind of unfair Uh, if you're not contributing to the discussion of bad movies in some way you're supposed to be removed i guess that is fair yeah i think they mean more like buy these jeans uh discount not yeah. like, hey, I have 50 extra copies <laughs> of uh, S- Space War. Yeah, oh, you say wanna... um, they give a, like a sum up that sums up their whole mission statement. Yeah, I was just going to uh, say this. Go. This subreddit is for obscure movies where things like bad special effects, ludicrous stories, and terrible acting make them entertaining. Yes. So that's it good. is. It is. Uh, I would. I. I used to belong to a bunch of uh, Facebook groups for the podcast, The Flophouse, and occasionally, for some reason, people who listened to this podcast, which was about trying to find movies in this genre of entertainingly bad, would debate whether or not there was a such thing as a movie that's so bad it's good. That if you enjoy it, that means it's good, because there's no such thing as objective quality. And that made me so mad, because obviously, yes, there is. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I feel like people only do that to dilute the concept of language. (laughs) Yeah. It, It makes me mad. This is something else, okay, 
Uh, Jeff, edit this out if this turns out to be a very un- unwoke thing that I'm about to say. Uh-oh. Oh, is it just going to be the N-word again? <laughs> yes. I hate... <laughs> no. Um, I was just going to say, I've, I've seen a lot of people, especially recently, complaining about the concept of, like, gatekeeping on communities. And certainly, yes, that is bad if it's like, oh, you're wearing a Star Wars shirt, Can- name me ten characters from Star Wars or whatever. Like, yes, that's very stupid. Okay. Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie, <laughs> R2, C-3PO, Kylo Ren, Rey, Poe, Jean-Luc Finn. Picard, Jordi <laughs> LaForge. I didn't count. Greta. I just kept naming until one of you stopped me. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, but I there's also been people being like, you should never exclude anyone from your community. And that isn't yeah, a community should. anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's just that's nothing. You now you're nothing. Yeah. Like this goes I'm back to sorry. my idea that the only way human civilization works is with a really good dictator. Yes. <laughs> like a king oh. who has absolute power but just happens to be a very good and smart person. That doesn't happen. That has well, never happened in that, history. Listen, listen though, what I no, that's that's not true. Theresa would be the first one. <laughs> There have been some of really advanced, like, art or technology or culture. Yeah, but they they also slaughtered a bunch of people for being- for having the wrong eyebrow ridges or whatever. Mm, I don't know about that. But my point is, to do one of these things correctly, you have to have a mod who- allows exactly the right amount of stuff in and keeps exactly the right amount of stuff out. Well, and I'm not even talking about internet communities. I'm just talking about the concept of a community has to include, like, some people don't fit into this community because the entire con- the entire reason to belong to a community is to like I want to talk to other people who also already know about Dungeons and Dragons so that I don't have to every time I say anything about Dungeons and Dragons explain it. So, so if you can like, repost their memes and put it me on top of them, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like if <laughs> if it started being a thing where it's like, well, everyone should be allowed to post in this Dungeons and Dragons board even if they've never played Dungeons and Dragons and don't care about it. Like, no, they shouldn't because then why have a board at all? Yeah. I was part of a book club that said it was okay if you hadn't read the book, like if you hadn't gotten around to it, and still wanted to come along and enjoy the party, and I stopped going to that. (laughs) Yeah, I I was part of a book club, and I stopped going once, like, half of the people hadn't read the book. I was like, fuck this. (laughs) This is terrible. I think that people should make an effort to, to make their community accessible, but, like... yeah. You just have to have a really good, like, pinned post or whatever that says, here's all the questions that you have as a beginner, and, like, yeah. your here's your way in. Please don't post continually about how you can get into it. Here's everything you need to know. Yeah. I guess, but I kind of feel like, you know how there's those shitty people who will argue online and then be like actually i'm one of them yes (laughs) but you know they'll go in and be like well explain to me why culture is biased against women and it's like well it's not my job to teach you this thing that's objectively true like you need to go and look it up in the same way like what if i just want to have a conversation with people where we can all be like haha did you see that new uh episode of whatever community and how, like, don't you think Donald Glover was great on Community or whatever? And then not have to be like, 
okay, Donald Glover played the character of Troy, and he was like, like yeah. I don't want to do that. That's why. Why would you destroy the the meaning of the word community so badly? I think that, <laughs> Did I you think, think of the TV show Community because you're already thinking yes. of the word? <laughs> yes, obviously, yes, Louisa. I think this is a rarer problem than you think it is because we're on Reddit, which has. All of these communities that are completely impenetrable for, impenetrable for people who have not poisoned their brains with all of the knowledge you need to get even a single segment of one joke. Yeah, no, I agree, but I've seen a lot very recently of people starting to argue that this is a bad thing, and while I agree on specific subreddits that the communities are bad, they are still, like the what a community should be in that it's people who have a common interest talking yeah. about that interest instead of everyone berating the few people who actually want to talk about the thing we have yeah, to well it becomes a problem though because someone tries to go too far it gets into the gray area where someone's like all right we all have had the who shot first discussion enough on the star wars board we're not talking about that anymore and you're like well fuck you what if i want to talk about that that's still star <laughs> wars related like then you get the problems yeah i well i i think that you have to it's you have to use discretion and i know it um it is anathema to our uh rules loving minds but you can't make a a catch-all rule that will keep out all of the like genuinely yeah. awful people and allow <laughs> in all of the good people that also like it you just it doesn't work you have to be able to be like all right, people who have this set of odious beliefs can't be in our group no matter what. And, like, then also, then, after we've eliminated all those people, we have rules about how to communicate within the group. And that, but it's just, it's a lot of work for whoever is modding or creating the community, which is why a lot of the communities kind of devolve into nothing. I mean, it's why 4chan fell apart, because there were no rules about what you could post in nearly any of the boards. Well, and the problem is that really, like, uh, for the longest time, Billy Joel, <sighs> yep, um, there was, like, the, the understanding was there's these set of rules for society, but don't just obey the letter of the law like, the spirit of the law is this thing. Yeah. And then, I guess in the, like, 70s and 80s, people started being like, no, actually, if you can find a way to, like, trick the law, it's fine. I actually, um, I, I thought of a perfect example that typifies this. I used to, before uh, 4chan became exclusively um, browsed by some uh, variation of Chud, uh... I would go on the comics and cartoons board to discuss- I like the lemon-lime chud best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I prefer raspberry, but you know. Uh, but I wanted to talk about comics and cartoons, and this was, like, the biggest message board on the internet to do that. And there was constantly a debate about whether Avatar The Last Airbender discussion belonged on the cartoon board or the anime board. <laughs> and if someone just decided- None of that argument would happen. They just needed mods from the two boards, the anime board and the cartoons board, to go, all right, this show belongs on 
your board or our board or both. Yeah. And because they had no one to do that, it just kept happening. But maybe that's what people wanted to argue about. I mean, that's the other thing is that yeah. you you have to say this is a, a community for arguing about stupid <laughs> arbitrary things. So if you want to argue about this specific stupid and arbitrary thing, I guess that's what we all signed up for. Yeah. Sure. Well, we talked before about the problem is once you get to liking the community, staying on topic is very difficult. Because you're yeah. like, I'm a, I'm a three-dimensional person. I'd like to ask these Star Wars people about if they've tried any good hot pot recipes. And then it's a problem. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, be- I, I think Facebook groups have largely replaced other internet forums in this regard. And I belong to some where they are... Uh, so there's a subgenre of Facebook group that people refer to as left book, where they are focused on left-wing politics. And of course, if you pay any, uh, if you spend any time on the internet talking to people who are into left-wing politics, you are going to get a lot of people who say, actually, it's extremely good t- to send ethnic undesirables to a gulag because Stalin did it and I am uncritical of him. Um, and so, when you have a left-wing focused political group, you have to also be like, but you can't say that genocide is good. Also, (laughs) in addition, primarily, this group is about Star Wars, and we want to talk about Star Wars without any of the alt-right chuds, so we've called it left If you want to talk about ethnic cleansing, you have to talk about Gungans or something. Yes, (laughs) exactly. talk about people. It's it's just like, the reason we're calling this a left-wing group is so that we don't get any alt-right chuds in it, not so that you could debate whether Lenin or Stalin was better at leading Soviet Russia. We don't care about that (laughs) i also think and here comes the part where you might have to edit it out jeff if you guys uh think i'm a horrible person for this but oh boy he's gonna deny the holocaust again i'm tired (laughs) of that out of the episodes (laughs) okay don't put that evil on me i've never done that but (laughs) matt hasn't done um, that he also didn't say the n-word on an episode i was joking then too he did say he hates sonic though so please direct all hate uh, that's true i will argue forever (laughs) i am so right about how sonic Sonic is a flawed concept. Tweet at, tweet at Matt's that. public Twitter handle at Barack Obama about how much <laughs> you disagree with him about Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, it's true. Um, no, here's the thing. There's a lot of stuff about like, you know, especially with comic books and nerd culture stuff of like, oh, well, this group is like keeping people out who don't who haven't read all the comics or people who haven't watched every episode of their thing or whatever. And like, I get why that's kind of a shitty behavior, but I also kind of get why you would want that. Yeah. Like, if yeah. I was if I was going to go to a Mystery Science Theater convention and, like, hang out with, like, a group called the Mystery Science Theater Superfans, and then somebody said, hi, Kiba, and we were all laughing about it, and then one person <laughs> was like, stop, explain that, why that? And, like... No, to go somewhere else, please. Yeah. This is not yeah. the place for that. But yeah. there's no failsafe for that, because even if you're like, you know, there's all these Star Wars groups, but this is only for someone who's consumed every piece of Star Wars media, and, like, you have a little community there, but then you start mentioning stuff, and people are like, well, I don't remember that. Like, maybe they <laughs> consumed it, but they're not a perfect uh, yeah. library well, and I of think, it. 
I think there's a threshold. I mean, I think it's one thing to be like, you have to have consumed and have encyclopedic knowledge of every piece of Star Wars, which is an insane thing. But to just sort of be like, if you don't get it, it's on you and not yeah. on the community to, to explain it to you. Yeah. Um, and I think that, like, obviously the idea of, like, you know, political correctness gone wild is stupid and terrible. But I do think when people are like, well, all groups should allow anyone to be a member, even if they're only interested and haven't actually done the thing yet – is yeah. kind of bullshit and makes me mad sometimes. I'm yeah. wondering if I haven't encountered this problem that you've proposed um, because I just have encyclopedic knowledge of all the things I like. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> well, like, as an example, I've definitely gone to, like, Comic-Con and stuff like that where there have been people dressed as characters and they don't know anything about that character and that's fine yes. but you can't get mad when people come up to you and they're like oh my god i loved that part when they did this thing and you're like well i don't know about that thing but i'm still allowed to dress as them like i the know bad, i know the bad is on you. And they don't get mad when they don't know the, about the thing they're dressed as but other people sure do get mad at them about it. <laughs> I've I've definitely been in the presence of some cosplayers I know who shall remain nameless who got hyper defensive when someone started talking about the specific thing they were dressed from. And I had to be like, hey, <laughs> it's on you. Like, they shouldn't they the, the person they were talking to didn't get mad or anything, but like. They have the right to assume that you know the thing you put a lot of time and money into dressing up as. That is a reasonable assumption to make, I think. This is a somewhat related anecdote, but one of my friends is a very, very talented cosplayer, and um, they don't like anime at all, but they will go to anime conventions and dress as anime characters because their interest is fashion and getting very, very drunk in a big arcade. And those are two <laughs> things, those are very easily satisfiable their, uh, things. Their name, that, is, their name is Dave and Busters. <laughs> yeah, it's Dave and Busters. You got it. Uh, but, like, they said yesterday, uh, do any of my friends not like anime? And I said to them, no, because you know all of your friends through going to anime conventions. You made a poor choice of hobby if you wanted friends who don't like anime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, okay, we've we've gone on about this subject that isn't anything to do with bad movies for a long time. Yeah, what's your favorite but... bad movie, Matt? Here's the thing. Louisa and I watched Mystery Science Theater every single day, I think, when we were growing up, pretty much. There was a long and period when it was on Comedy Central in the evenings, broken up into two one-hour episodes uh, on yeah. weekdays, and that was real nice to watch while you are eating dinner. Yes. Um, and I think it would be fair to say, like, I think that probably Louisa and definitely I have other TV shows that are our favorite shows. Mm -hmm. But if you had to say what our family's favorite TV show was, it was probably Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, and we watched it all the time. And so when I think about enjoying bad movies, I kind of can't separate yeah. it from Mystery <laughs> Science Theater in my mind. So my favorite episode of Mystery Science Theater, it might be Space Mutiny. That's a very good episode. <laughs> Are you going to go see that the riff tracks where they're redoing it? 
Like this I don't month. know. Uh, the I trouble have... is, the more you know the Mystery Science Theater episodes, this has happened to me watching other ones they re-riffed, they might be making technically better or more, like, punched up jokes, but they're not the jokes you remember, and it's <laughs> yes. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I kind of don't like when they re-riff ones that they've done before, especially yeah. ones that are very well known. I kind of want them to just move on from that. Yeah, I mean, I get why they do it, because it probably makes them a ton of money from people who do like them redoing it. Yes. And that's fine, I just don't watch them. Yeah. Uh, Louisa, yeah. what's your favorite bad movie? Uh... I really like a lot of the, from Mystery Science Theater, a lot of the goofy uh, Scandinavian movies that are <laughs> Scandinavian slash Russian. It's very unclear, but they're- Jack Frost. Jack Frost or like uh, The Day the Earth Froze, ones that have a elaborate fantasy plot and actually probably a pretty high budget for effects. I think they were made in the 60s or 70s, hard to tell. But they're usually like a myth, like brought to life. And those are very entertaining and usually pretty badly acted and then pretty badly dubbed over into English. So I like that very much. Jeff, what's your favorite bad movie? Now, this is so hard for me because here's my secret. I don't like bad movies. If I like <laughs> a movie, it's pretty much always on its own merits. Um, I, I know that there's one where I'm like... Yeah, uh, that movie's bad, and I like to make fun of it because of how bad it is. But I can't think of it off the top of my head, because I just does like... I just don't know. Maybe Shrek? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't... Bad one. The things about Shrek that I like are not things that the filmmakers put there on purpose, but, like, all of the very uh, outdated jokes and the fact that Everyone except the main character, Shrek, is an uncanny valley nightmare. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, yeah. like, the the very janky, poorly done animation. I, like, none of those things are uh, the reasons why other people like that movie. But also, it's not nearly as bad as, like, Food Fight or whatever other bad <laughs> animated movie people talk about. Yes. Now, I want to also mention that there are movies that I know are bad intellectually, but I find genuine happiness in watching them, mm -hmm. and, like, I don't think they're bad. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean by yes, that? Mm -hmm. I do, very much, yeah. And like so, the like, aforementioned A-Team movie. <laughs> the A-Team movie is a great example. A lot of superhero movies fall into this category for me. One, Probably the movie I've seen the most times in my life is Jet Li's The One, which I'm <laughs> sure I've talked about on this podcast yeah, before. it's your favorite it's, movie. It's one of my favorite movies, and it's incredible for so many reasons, not least of which it is Jason Statham's first uh, big screen appearance, and he's doing, <laughs> I think, trying to do an American accent, but it sounds like he's just been punched in the jaw every time he's talking. It's so good. It's such a good movie, you guys. I think my movie like that is Taken. Because I know that it's not actually as good as, say, John Wick or Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol or one of the other, like, kind of cheesy action movies that I really like, but I have a deep and abiding love for the motion picture Taken. <laughs> I like a lot of movies that uh, were... Like, I, I watched them at the right age or something, like Teen Witch, which is just completely a terrible movie. But if that's on, I'll be like, yeah, I'll watch a piece of this, sure. Yep. 
I <sighs> have never seen The Room, and I don't want to. Me neither. Same. Exact same. I've seen it many times, and I think you should watch it, because it's very enjoyably bad. The problem is, I I may watch it with riff tracks at some point, because mm. I just I just can't get through a bad movie unless <laughs> yeah. there's something. I've seen all the clips from it, and all the every clip I've seen from it, I've been like, oh, yeah, I don't need to watch that. <laughs> Uh, I considered going to see the motion picture adaptation of the memoir detailing the creation of the movie starring Mm. James Franco and his little brother Davey, but I decided not to because James Franco is a very bad person, and also because everyone said I should see The Room before watching it. Mm. (laughs) I still kind of want to see that, yeah. I find it very weird that people can dedicate a lot of their brain space to, like, loving something that they don't really like. By which I mean, I feel like a lot of the community on this board, I'm just looking through pictures of, like, people taking pictures, like, seeking out and taking pictures with Tommy Wiseau, or dressing up like characters from Birdemic or whatever, and it's like... You don't like this thing. Yeah. yeah. You, what what you like about this is making fun of how awful it is. Right. <laughs> and like, so I've been to a Mystery Science Theater convention. I love Mystery Science Theater, we've talked about. But I love the show Mystery Science Theater 3000, unironically. And the episode, the movies they watch, I don't love. <laughs> Like, it's very weird to me that people can base so much of their personality on a thing that they don't actually like. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so strange. It's just like, I I have uh, an appreciation for many things that other people are either uninterested in or think are bad. I don't think that I have any interest in things where... Where I also think they are bad, in addition to everyone else thinking they are bad. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, I just don't understand, I just don't have time in my life for things that I just, that I think aren't good. I think, Uh, we've talked about this before, but I think a lot of people don't dig deep into what they like, they just go by the fact, oh, everyone else likes this. Like this brand of product. Oh, everyone else likes this and considers this to be good. It's already accepted that it's good, I need this because it's good. And I think people, like, it's an ego boost to be like, we all understand that this is a bad movie, and they don't have to think too much about it, they're like, hi, yeah, I also get it that this is bad. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it, it's probably a little bit of groupthink there, um, and just, like, that toxic impulse we all have to make fun of something that we don't like. Yeah. Like, if, so- if you see someone but- in public and they have a haircut, and you're like, that's a bad haircut, and you, you have to be a decent person and tamp down that instinct to that is in you to laugh at their bad haircut, but you don't have to do that with a bad movie because the people in it aren't real and don't exist. But yeah. is there anything more insufferable than watching a bad movie with strangers knowing that they're, like, trying so hard to think of funny things to say? Mm-hmm. Oh, like <laughs> This is why Rocky Horror Picture Show is famous and popular, right? Yes, and because bad. It, it, this also- is, that was the first, like, bad, good, bad movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think that's and- fair. 
And I appreciate at least the fact that, like, the fan base of that made a thing. Like, they made a script and a whole thing around it, and even though I don't like it at all, I respect it. But, like, I remember in college going to, like, gatherings of people who were in, you know, comedy theater troops with me and stuff, and we would watch a bad movie and, like, people would try to say a thing after every single line of dialogue, and it's just like, shut up! That's not even a joke, what you just said! You just wanted to say something! Yeah. What's the matter with that you? That should be the name of our podcast. That isn't you even a joke, you just wanted something. to say something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that being someone who, you know... You know, I I just realized, uh, being the world's leading creepypasta expert, I definitely have experience with things that are very bad, and I like them because of how bad they are. And one Mm. of those things is the famous short story, Jeff the Killer, uh, Mm -hmm. which is very poorly written, to the point where I can't tell if the person who wrote it is joking, but I don't think they are. Um, (laughs) And gosh, it was, we did our, I think our... 100th episode we uh, me and two uh friends just read through it making fun of it while we went and it was just so much fun to to make that episode i don't know if anyone liked listening to it but i i i guess now i guess i do get the bad movie thing but reading a short story that is that takes at most 15 minutes to read is a lot different than spending 2 hours watching nick cage scream about bees <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think um I-, I think it's fine to like bad movies. I just feel like I feel like people need to be re- they need you, Louisa. They need to be reminded they have a finite number of minutes in this world before they die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> there's something comforting though, watching something and not having to like think too hard about let me remember the context of this scene so I know for later so I can figure out if the theme is about family acceptance or whatever. And just to look at it and be like, something dumb's gonna happen any minute, I bet. Well that's why ba- that's why I love the A team and the one. <laughs> so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing deeper there at all. <laughs> Have you ever wa- been watching a movie and been like, oh man, this is for sure a bad, like a good bad movie. This is a bad movie, and but it's so fun to watch. And then later you find out people don't think it's bad? Looper? Are you talking about the fucking <laughs> movie Looper? <laughs> yeah, Looper is one. You know what I was talking about? Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. <laughs> okay, which, yes, you're the I only person that. I know who's seen that movie, and you keep talking about yes, how bad it is. That's true. It's, it, like, it is crazy. It seems like a, a string of the fake trailers from the beginning of Tropic Thunder of all those bad <laughs> Oscar bait movies just strung together into a two-hour and ten-minute film. <laughs> well, anyway... Uh. Uh, so thanks for listening to our podcast about bad movies, everyone. I hope you liked it. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes. Please tell all your friends about our show. Uh, we very much appreciate people talking about us. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, uh, seeingreddit at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at seeingreddit. I'm on Twitter at Kamikaze Pilot. Uh, before I give my credits, I'm going to say if you like bad movies, go listen to the three of ours uh, favorite podcast, The Flophouse. They talk about bad movies all the time. 
It's um, not my favorite podcast, but I agree that that is a good one. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's my number one favorite, but I have like some that have fallen many episodes behind because I don't have a uh, good space in my schedule to listen to podcasts, but that is one that I keep up with. Um, yeah. And so all the ones I keep up with, I consider my favorites. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, J3FK, Snapchat, and Instagram, JeffJK, Patreon.com, slash JeffJK. For $1 a month, you get a bunch of stuff. Some of that stuff is me reading creepypastas that I covered on my other podcast, Creepypodsta. Some of it is the casting segments from this, or sometimes I'll cut stuff out from the beginning, like I just did... Um, uh, us talking about series of unfortunate events and pro wrestling, and I called the episode VFD's Nuts. Um, uh, pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. I tried to think of a... There was no pun that was going to be as good as the Coco episode being called Misremember Me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can listen to those. I do a cute little thing where I cut down the theme song to just, like, the first like three notes and then it goes in and then at the end I just play like a half a second of a song we talked about in the segment. So it's <laughs> it's it's fun. It's like a mini fifteen minute episode of this show. I haven't ever listened to any of those, but I am a supporter of Jeff, so I'm gonna go now and do that. Yeah. I didn't know that they were as fun as that. Yep. They sound uh -huh. fun. They're fun. Yep. Alright, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Heronbird and on Instagram and Vero, Louisa Heron. Thanks to everyone who's been talking about us on Twitter. Uh, thanks to um, uh, at Kid Corso. Uh, thank you, Bill. Thanks thank you. to me and Jeff. We no, no, out. thank you. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> uh, thanks to Hey Alex Daily. Thanks, Alex. Thanks to uh, Sugar High Senpai. Thank you. I'm sorry, I don't know your name. Your real human name. Uh, I don't know either. Um, <laughs> even though you know, um, in this modern internet the... age, there's a lot of friends I have, and I don't yeah. actually know their fucking names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and thanks to Queso El Diablo. Thank you, Tanner. Yeah, we know um, that person. <laughs> thanks especially to everyone who voted in our casting poll for Spider-Man's arch nemesis Venom. Uh, debatable. I still think Doctor Octopus is Spider-Man's arch nemesis. But I mean, I, I I I named it that, and I would say the Green Goblin is Spider-Man's arch nemesis. That's also fair. All of these are true. He has three um, arch nemeses because he's a we, very big man. He's the size of three men. As we predicted, the very stupid wild card we chose, Tobey Maguire, won by a landslide. <laughs> Yeah. It's insane by how much Toby Maguire won. Um, second place tied me and Louisa with Jim Carrey and Juan Drian. Uh, and last place was Logan Marshall Green, Jeff's pick. Of course, because no one knows who he is because <laughs> yeah. he looks exactly like Tom Hardy, so he doesn't get cast in things because they just cast Tom Hardy instead. <laughs> I think that that might be also why Iwan Drian didn't win or uh, get more votes because people didn't know who he was. Because yes. if I had put if if we'd put Ramsey um, Bolton, Ramsey Bolton, people would have been like, oh yeah, that guy's a sick fuck, and definitely would have voted for him. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it would be. I are people horny for Ramsey Bolton because <laughs> they're horny for Venom, and that <laughs> made the connection in my mind. Have you guys watched? Um, uh, what is it called? Is it Misfits? The the, oh, super, the show the BBC I I superhero series. Okay, it's really gross and not very good, but it is 
pretty good. Uh, and he is sort of the main hero uh, on that show. And like, he starts out as kind of a nerd, but spoilers, he eventually becomes like a very cool dude, I guess. And like, all the women are kind of horny for him. And I'm like, I, I get it, but only because it seems like he would murder you <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, that's a pretty good show. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's on Hulu. I saw an Instagram it. ad saying that they're, they've made, it's out, I guess, a Cloak and Dagger show, and that sounds like the fucking craziest. I only oh, know yeah. about Cloak and Dagger from reading a Cracked article like five years ago that's like, here's the dumbest concept in superheroes. And no, I, I like- Cloak is great. I like Cloak and Dagger because they're like, they have opposite powers, but they're in love. I like that they're both women in this series. They're I have not, not watched it. They're oh, they're not? not? I no, thought no. they both were. No. Nope. Who's the... Wait. They're, they're, they're the normal... They're both nobodies. <laughs> they're both no-name no actors. Uh, it's still... Is Cloak, is Cloak male? Yes, Cloak is a, is a black guy. Oh, like I really books. thought... Mm, maybe I just saw a photoshopped thing of somebody's <laughs> daydream because I thought it was a <laughs> glamorous black lady and I was going to be like... Fuck yes, yeah. that sounds like a great fucking show. That would rule. Yeah. yeah. And that would change a little bit of the weird racist stereotype uh, angle yeah. to the whole concept in the first place. Yeah, I think it has a bit of, like, because they came in the 70s or 80s, where it was like, the progressive thing to do is fetishize the black love interest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And he's, like, pure evil and she's pure goodness. No. Like, in, None in, of them is uh, He's not in, evil. Invisual concept. Right. He has the darkness powers. Yeah. I do like the fact that the way that they set up the powers for those two characters in the 70s made it so that much later during Civil War, the character of Cloak was hyper important and the character of Dagger was like, no one gives a shit. (laughs) Uh, It's also based on the absolute thinnest premise, which is, oh, here's two words that go together. This is an expression. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, that is, I think a lot of superheroes have that. Yeah. I, I would right. love, I would <laughs> genuinely love if somebody like Robert Kirkman or somebody who kind of does less serious comics started a new superhero comic called Bangers and Mash. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Just two, like, British super. Oh, that would be so I want. Funny. I want Paul Cornell to do that. He's done a lot of comedic, like, he did the uh, Knight and Squire, which is like the British version of Batman and Robin, but they suck mm. and they're all goofy and weird. <laughs> I think that that would be good. Uh, anyway, we should stop doing this show. So Yes, please. Forever. Uh, <laughs> uh, so thanks, everyone, for coming. Uh, uh, please come back next week. In the meantime, don't forget to keep your pockets on Shrek. Thanks, everyone, for coming. Gross. <laughs> you said it. Hang was- in there, baby. Chimbley, a chimbley sweep, no bed to lie, no shoes to hold my feet, on a rooftop in dead of night, you'll hear me cry, I'll shake you from your sleep. I learned it from watching you. <laughs> <laughs>